All right, so even though I literally said that I wasn't gonna do this again, I'm doing this again. So right now I am currently in the middle of, a, I'm about to start cooking dinner again after I just said last time that I wasn't gonna be cooking dinner and doing a podcast and stuff like that. I literally finished up the dish, uh, the dishes first and I just turned around and I realized I forgot to put a pan. You can chill for a bit. <laughs> you can chill for a bit. I'll deal with you in a bit. But I just washed all the plates and pot. Uh, I just washed all the plates and stuff like that. And currently, I'm just putting them away. And I'm also going to start doing it a podcast. I'm not making the exact same thing I made for the second half of the third time. Because I made, um, uh, the first time I was cooking, I was making steak and then mac and cheese. And the second time I was cooking, I was making steak and mac and cheese again. So this time, we're not doing that again. This time, we're making chicken. Chicken and mac and cheese. Yeah, I'm kidding. But no, we're making chicken. We're just going to be cooking the chicken and stuff like that, whatever, whatever. I'm not going to go into all the details solely because, one, this is not a cooking podcast. Are there cooking I think there were probably cooking podcasts, I'm pretty sure. I mean, maybe Gordon Ramsay or something. Um, maybe, um, you know, Gordon Ramsay and, uh, I don't know, someone just, I don't know. Maybe they have, like, their own cooking podcast or something like that. I want to hear a, a podcast of, um... I haven't watched that show in a minute. It was um, it was Gordon Ramsay, um, and two other chefs. One of them was Fred, and the other one, uh, Gino. Yeah, Fred and Gino. I can't remember what the hell their last names were though. Fred and Gino. Um, they all went like they went on multiple adventures and stuff like that. It was so funny. This whole series was ridiculous because it literally was just like. I, I just like watching it because it was it, it was fun to watch because um, one you know Gordon Ramsay of course is known for his like you know his temper and stuff like that so he's known for his temper at the fact that he's cooking and stuff and he's cooking shows and stuff so yeah but a lot of times there really isn't a lot of times where you can see the childishness of Gordon Ramsay so at the same time it's just like you know seeing it in this show and him and um, uh, Fred and uh, especially Fred because Fred thought everything was funny. <laughs> and Gino too. Gino was a whole fucking adventure alone. But everything about them, it was ridiculous and it was so fucking funny. And honestly, like, I would so watch more. Like, I want more episodes and more seasons solely because of this combination. Okay? Like, if you, uh, if you want to see Gordon Ramsay, like, a whole different side of Gordon Ramsay that you will probably never see in any of his cooking shows, watch this. Uh, or, um, I can't remember what it was called. But it was that show with Gordon Ramsay, Gino, and um, uh, uh, Fred. I don't know their last names, unfortunately. But still, just watch that show. It's an incredibly funny show. It was hilarious. Oh my god. So I'm trying to put plates and stuff away. We have this new bowl that I get concerned about every time I have to wash it because when I'm washing the inside of it, it feels so fragile and I feel like if I just put a little bit more pressure, it's gonna snap in half, you know? And I don't like, well, I like, I, I just don't like washing it. <laughs> I'd rather wa- I'd rather have somebody else wash it because it just feels so fucking, I don't know. And it's a really nice bowl. It's that bowl that looks, uh, it's a lot like, um, the bowl that Mulan had, those Chinese bowls and stuff that are, like, white with the little blue, uh, designs on the side of it. It's very much like that bowl, but it just doesn't have the blue sign. Uh, it doesn't have the blue, uh, paint on it. 
You know, that was something that me and my mom wanted to do. Like, I always said, oh, we should get one of those bowls. No, fuck that. We should make this bowl. Because it was such a nice bowl, I don't even know where to put together. Every, every household has a bowl or has like a cup, your favorite cup, your favorite bowl, your favorite spoon, and your favorite fork, and your favorite knife. Like, these are, everybody has their favorite things, okay? You know, these are just random objects that, that they are your favorite because, you know, <laughs> they're just your favorite objects. You constantly use it all the time, or it's a little different design, or it's something stupid or something, I don't know. But anyway, to focus onto our main topic, today's episode, I have my paper of topics. In my last episode, though, I was technically, I'm still editing the last episode. Last episode, we were talking about anthropomorphic characters and stuff like that, and kids' shows and stuff. So, we were mainly supposed to be talking about anthropomorphic characters, but now we're kind of focused, uh, but then we kind of got distracted and talking to kids' shows. I have my brother on the thing, so of course, yeah. Um, my brother did not want to continue the episode afterwards because, you know, after his part and stuff like that, um, my brother just went to bed. <laughs> like, my brother was just like, I'm tired or whatever, and I was just like, you know what, I'm just gonna stop. And then the next part that I add for that episode, I'll just explain uh, my brother went to bed. But I never actually went to continue talking about it. I am actually working on a brand new episode right now, and I'm cooking now. So, yeah. So, um, we were talking about, of course, um, uh, the anthropomorphic whatever. Uh... <laughs> well... Let's try to, now we're going to really focus into anthropomorphic characters and stuff like that, okay? Or sort of the different, because once again, I mainly focus my stories on humanoid characters, and I also focus my stories into fantasy world kind of stories and stuff. So I don't really know a lot, or I don't really, you know, I'm not really probably the best exact person to talk about these kinds of things. So if you intend to create a sci-fi, science fiction world and stuff like that in space, I'm not the person that is a great idea to talk to. You know, I can give you ideas and stuff, but at the same time, I can't give you space design clothing. I can't give you space uh, races and stuff, okay? Actually, to be completely honest, when I was intending on, uh, I, I thought about adding aliens into my own story and stuff like that, and, you know, I thought about it, but one, I could not design it, because I just, I couldn't come up with anything, because everything I tried to come up with, it was very humanoid, like, you know, they were still aliens in a sense, and maybe a little bit of their body proportions were a little different, but it was still very, very humanoid. So, of course, I had to go to a friend, and I asked, you know, this friend knows a lot about aliens and stuff, like, they love aliens and stuff like that. So, of course, I asked them, and they were, of course, designing an alien for me, but we, we, I don't know what happened, but neither of us kept up with it. <laughs> so, technically, he was designing an alien race for me, and I just never, never went back to check up with him. He never went back to check up with me, and whatever. It was just a thing. So, um... As I was originally saying with the whole anthropomorphic characters and stuff, um, I really don't think that that's a bad thing. I don't know why somebody would think that having um, characters like this are bad. I don't really get it. You know? Yeah, they're just characters, honestly. I mean, I guess that some people would argue that anthropomorphic characters are normally seen as like little kid characters and stuff, mainly because we only see them in these kinds of senses. But at the same time, we're beginning to see these kinds of characters and these kinds of character designs being used in different ways. For example, um, Bojack Horseman, I don't, 
I don't really know exactly if that counts because it's literally just a human with an animal head still. I, yeah, I think that could work, kinda. But of course, we're still kinda seeing these characters and stuff like that. We, um, I'm pretty sure that the first adult intended character that is, um, uh, now I'm key, uh, now please know, I know technically the term anthropomorphic means that, um, I gotta change my freaking thing. Sorry, I'm wearing shorts and I don't, it feels weird being in the kitchen wearing shorts. I never wear shorts when I'm in the kitchen. Anyway, um, hold on, I'll be right back. Actually, you know what, no, 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 no. Well, no, they're gonna hear the sound. All right, never mind, I'll be right back. This will on. sleep pants on well not pants now I'm wearing um sweatpants but still I don't know it's just something I'm weird so as I originally was saying what was I talking about I forgot oh yes yes the anthropomorphic characters now I know technically that anthropomorphic means that it's anything that's humanoid or anything that's similar to a human okay well for this purpose for the purposes of what we're talking about we're gonna be calling the, um, you know, this term, we're gonna be using this term as a way to describe um, animals, you know, just animal characters. Characters that are basically animals standing up on their hind legs or whatever. I mean, I have, I have a DVD of Shark Tales right here. I don't know why my my family, my mom and my dad were um, uh, emptying a storage shed and stuff like that. Or they were emptying uh, a storage thingy so that they can, or just moving shit around in the storage thingy so that we can get stuff ready put into storage and then of course we can be able to move and stuff you know because we're in the middle of trying to move and stuff so they found this thing in hell shark tails that's a perfect example and that's another thing that, um, once again like i said with all the other topics the other topics that we talk about the point of talking about them even though i don't really go into a lot of great detail and stuff like that it's very much um things that when we talk about new things, those new things can be applied to um, the newer topics that we talk about. For example, when, uh, in the episode that we were talking about um, uh, character design, you know, I talked about character design and how basically I didn't really go into a lot of detail about it solely because I can't really go into a lot of detail unless we have, uh, unless we're talking about something in a very specific kind of uh, uh, example or setting. So now that we're in anthropomorphic characters and we're talking about animalistic characters and stuff, now we can go back to character design and then we can uh, go back and talk about it, you know? It's kind of like, um, you know, that thing that your teacher tells you, you know, you have to learn basic shapes, okay? In kindergarten, you learn how to draw a triangle and a circle and rectangles and squares and you learn about this stuff. And the teacher doesn't really focus all that much attention on it. You just learn this tiny little skill. And then later when we're learning how to draw um, a duck, we have to apply these shapes that we just saw from the before. 
So we're drawing these, uh, so we're using these shapes to create this uh, to create this animal, okay? So that's kind of what we're doing. We talked about character design a little bit, but at the same time, now that we're into, you know, anthropomorphic characters and stuff, then we're gonna be able to go more into it. And technically, I wasn't even gonna talk about anthropomorphic characters. I was actually going to bring that back, the character design thingy. I was gonna bring that back when we talk about creating cultures and stuff like that and using real life references of their cultures into your stories as well. Okay, even though I make it seem like I am making, uh, making up um, my plan and stuff like that, I have sort of an idea of how I wanna handle this because I do have to make, uh, well, I don't have to, but I do do my TED Talks. I do make my TED Talks on my Instagram, and of course, you know, I'm trying to like, make sure that the last episode, the last TED Talk that I do is sort of related to the next TED Talk that I'm going to be talking about. Or, you know, I try to make sure that I'm able to acknowledge or, you know, even explain, hey, our next topic, I might focus on this, or, you know, I'll go into more detail in a different thing, or I'll call back to something I already talked about and be like, hey, this is something else, this new thing that we're talking about can go back to it and add more to it. You know? It's very weird. <laughs> but of course, like I said, anthropomorphic characters. Now, character design, of course, goes a long way when it comes to these kinds of characters as well. Solely because these characters are not humanoid. So everything that you do about these characters is going to be completely new to the individual. Okay? If you see a character in, um, a... Uh, uh, I don't know, a skirt and a ponytail and a bow in her hair and um, high heels and makeup and she's super skinny and uh, pretty and stuff like that with makeup, uh, with eyeliner and stuff. A lot of times, you know, the first idea that we have when we see these kinds of characters is, oh, she's prissy, she's the stuck-up cheerleader kind of character, you know? Hold on for one second. Um, <laughs> we, uh, this is a, a, a POC house, so, um, uh, I say POC a lot, basically, but, uh, as a way, because, uh, this is the thing, a lot of times when people talk about, like, oh, you know, some, uh, black, uh, black families, we do this, or something like that, or Spanish families, we do this, like, or Asian families and stuff, it's kind of like, okay, a lot of times I can be able to watch those videos and relate to certain things and not relate to certain things and it's just like, eh, that's not really something that only black people do or not something only Asian people do, you know? So that's why normally I just say POC, you know? Because I make these jokes a lot in front of my friends at school and stuff like that. Like, I always make these jokes of like, oh, oh in a POC house, you can't just leave the house, you know, you can't just uh, leave the house at any random time. You know, uh, like at some times in the night or something like that. There's a cutoff that you can't even be thinking of. You can't even be on the porch at the time, you know? Like, that's like a whole thing. So, of course, it's just random things. So it's just like, it's a little odd. But we have this big old tent and, um, pot? This is like, um, this is that pot that you use to make gumbo. It's a very, very tall pot. It's a very tall pot. 
Hell, I don't even think it's bigger than the other pots that we have. I don't even think it's wider than the other pots. I think it's just way taller. And we keep our rice in it. It's literally just a pot that we keep our rice in. So we take these big ass bags of rice, slap them inside, we rip them open, and then we just keep, you know, we just keep it there. And then of course we have this little cup. Uh, this is actually a cup that, because that's another thing. POC families will reuse a lot of things. So this cup, for example, it's actually supposed to be a measuring cup for baking, but the handle fought, uh, but the handle broke off. So we have no idea if this is a cup actually, or if it's like half a cup, or if anything, because you know the handle has the label on it. So literally, the handle broke clean off. You can barely tell that there even was a handle in the first place. So we just decided, you know what? This is gonna be our way of measurement. So we would just take this little thing, we would fill up this pan, uh, this um, pot with all the rice, and then we just slap this little thingy inside. Then anytime that we need to make rice or anything, anything with rice, we just take it, scoop, and you know, we try to keep in mind three scoops equals enough for everybody, or four scoops equals enough, or whatever, whatever, you know? And it's literally just, it's like the most bullshit fucking cup. Like this thing is probably older than me, and we still use it solely just to scoop rice out of this big ass thing. This thing is not even as old as I say, but putting rice in a thing, uh, putting rice in a pan or some kind of pot so that we can be able to use it for something else. Yeah, that's a thing. <laughs> so, uh, back to what I was originally saying. Or, um, cause this isn't that bag of rice, you know, the big bag that has, the, um, that has the ropes on the side of it. This isn't that, this is, um, what the fuck is it actually? I have no idea. Canoa? Canoa. I don't know, I have no fucking clue. But yeah, this is just fucking regular fucking rice. This is that plastic bag. This is not the one that's in the big, uh, I think it's like a plastic-ish, cardboard-ish bag or something. Anyway, so besides that, <laughs> besides that, I'm pretty sure, I think white people probably do this too. Probably, I mean, I don't even know, honestly, because nobody, I've never seen any posts talking about like rice storage or something, you know? I've never seen any posts or people talking about like, oh, um, Asian families store their rice like this or black families store their rice like this, you know? All I know is this is how our family stores rice, you know? Maybe, like, I don't know, maybe some families will be like, oh my god, storing rice in a pot? That's like, oh my god. You know what I want, though? I want to store, like, if, you know, when I get older and I start, like, living on my own and stuff, I want to be able to, um, have a big-ass vase. Not a vase, but I want something, I want most of my stuff in my kitchen to look cartoonish. Like, something, like, out of, like, a fantasy world or something. Like, I want my, uh, you know, instead of a pot that I have my rice in, I want it to be a big-ass fucking vase or something. Like, a big-ass fucking vase or, a, like, a witch's cauldron kind of pot. You know? Like, I actually want a witch's cauldron. I'm so serious. I want an actual witch's cauldron kind of thing, and I want to use it as a real fucking thing in my kitchen. So I'll be making mac and cheese in a witch's cauldron or something, or I'll be making some random, like, I'll be making my dinner in a witch's cauldron. 
okay? Like, I want a knife, like a knife that you, you know, like a chef's knife, but I want it to be shaped like a katana and with a fucking, uh, a, uh, with a guard and everything. I want all of that shit. You know, that's, I, I, I don't know, it sounds ridiculous or something. I want my bottles, I want my seasoning, I want all my seasoning and stuff like that to be in little potion bottles and stuff. And I want them to have like little tape on the side that says, oh, uh, adobo, or oh, uh, sasong, you know, like all these random ass things, salt, pepper, you know, all this other stuff. And they all have just random little bottle thingies and stuff like that. Or for the salt and pepper, this is something that I said that I was gonna do years ago, but I never did. I wanted to put the, the faces of the little salt and pepper characters from Blue's Clues, I wanted to put that on the thing. Like, cause, you know, cause I just, I thought it would be super cute. I thought it was super funny and stuff. But we don't even use paprika. So that was my reasoning why we don't, you know, we don't use paprika for anything. So I thought that that would be a waste. Like, you know, to have this and stuff. Or maybe I could just buy like a thing of paprika and just fill it up and then, I don't know, use it for some rainy day or some shit. I have no idea. But we, my family doesn't use paprika. We don't use paprika for anything. I don't even know what paprika smells like or tastes like. But anyway, that was a weird tangent, but still. To focus, um, of course, I'm scooping the rice into a little, uh, it's like a, uh, a strainer, and then we just wash our rice. We should have washed your rice. Anyway. But, as I originally was saying, I want to cook the rice first solely because of the fact that everything else is going to cook pretty quickly. As I was saying, back to the whole um, uh, character design and stuff like that. As I said, when it comes to anthropomorphic characters uh, and stuff like that, or just animalistic characters, this is, of course, definitely where character design can seriously be amazing, you know? For example, here I'm looking at a DVD of Shark Tales, right? Um, what was her name? Lola, yeah, Lola. Loki, Lola did not need to look this good. Come on. L Lola did not need to look this fucking sexy for a fucking fish. <laughs> she was a fish, but I know for a fact Lola awakened something in a lot of my friends. Like, oh my god. Like, oh my god. This is ridiculous. And of course, when I look back at it, like, besides making jokes, like, actually looking back at it, it this is a genius design for a fish character. You know, this is seriously genius. They were able to make it, like... It's a seriously genius design. The way her tail is shaped, it actually gives off this impression that she's like wearing a big dress and stuff like that. And the way her scales go up to her chest and the way they glimmer in this their design, it almost looks like she's wearing some kind of bedazzled fancy dress. 
and of course her fins on the top of her head are like separated and stuff like that so it looks like she has really long hair that's parted in the middle the jellyfish they have this like their design i also thought was incredibly a lot of characters in this whole thing are really really clever for example with the jellyfish in the same movie they of course have like you know the, the top mushroom looking thing on the top of a jellyfish they were able to make it so that the jellyfish tentacles actually looked like dreadlocks and they gave them um jamaican accents and everything and honestly when you look back at these characters it's like oh my god that was genius like that was genius to make the jellyfish character a jamaican character and make it so that um their uh the the things on top of their heads are like the jamaican hats that i don't know what they're called but you know that hat I'm talking about. Normally they're like um, yellow, red, and green, I think. But yeah, and all those hats. And they're usually like um, woven, not woven, but like, uh, um, they're woven. Well, obviously they're woven, but they're like um, knitted, knitted, something like that. They're just, they're different from what most hats are normally made of. You know, so of course, like I just said, these are like amazing designs for these characters. And with Oscar, Oscar is also, also, Lola had eyeliner and, um, uh, no, eyeshadow and lipstick. And of course, when we look at Oscar, Oscar just like, they seriously were able to make Oscar like such a character that you can be able to look at, you know? That's the thing that I always liked about this thing. Like these characters, all these uh, different characters and stuff, these characters were able to create these, uh, these writers and designers were able to create these characters and have them be able to do basically that, you know? Dogs. I don't like dogs. Anyway. Damn, wait, what? So I'm just looking at this thing. Jack Black. Jack Black. Who the hell is Jack Black? Oh, okay, 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 okay. Sorry, I just looked at the thing. <laughs> I literally looked at the thing and I was like, Jack Black, who the fuck? And I was like, oh yeah. Okay, okay, I can see it. So, um, you know, it was a really fascinating movie, okay? It was a really fascinating movie when it comes to character design. And another movie that really had me just like, I saw it on uh, Twitter recently. It was this movie called um, about monsters or something. One of the characters, oh, the movie is basically about monster boxing or something, like monsters getting into a, uh, a boxing ring and they're fighting, right? Apparently there's a character that has tentacles, but this character's arms, or the tentacles are sort of twisted around, kind of like Deoxys, the Pokemon, but their tentacles are twisted around in a way that makes it look like they have big bus uh, muscular arms and stuff like that. You know, and when I saw it, I literally had to be like, wait a second, what? Oh my god, that's genius! They even made it so that he has three fingers, you know, because he only has three tentacles. So one of his tentacles, the tip of it is used as his thumb, another one is used for his pointer finger, and the third one is used for the other two fingers, like a, a ring or pinky finger. So it was truly a very creative way to use three tentacles for this character. Here you have a way to be able to make this character with three different tentacles, make them tie or wrap around each other in such a way that it looks like big muscle muscles and at the same time it also works his fingers at the same time so that's something that i that's genius that's seriously genius as a character design stuff and i remember all the people were just like oh my god i've never seen that such creativity blah, blah, blah. like that's really a creative design for a character 
and I don't know the name of it, honestly, but still, it was, I saw it and I was like, oh my god, that is fucking creative. There's lots of times where I would see, I can't really think of them now, but these characters, I remember lots of times where I would be like, that is so creative, you know? I just can't really remember them, though. I gotta like think of them honestly. Like I seriously have to think. I have to actually go out of my way and watch these movies and stuff and actually actually check them out. But it's seriously just like, like holy shit. It was like oh my god, these characters sometimes really have amazing fucking designs. Hell, um, and it's it's also now please note, um, it's also not even that. It's not even the fact that these characters are um, creative character designs and stuff like that just because of the fact that they're animals and stuff. I think that animals can allow you to show a lot more creativity and stuff in reusing certain or reusing certain animal body parts and working them into different things so that hair can be a thing. For example, I think the Lady in the Tramp, because the Lady in the Tramp, I think I mentioned this in the last episode actually, I saw some fan art of the Lady in the Tramp as humans and you know, it was like the same hairstyle that I've seen a thousand times every time that I see Lady and the Tramp characters as humans, you know? Every time I see it, it was always this, um, you know, uh, this long hair that she had. Solely because, you know, her ears look like hair, you know? There's lots of different times where these characters get these amazing fucking character designs and stuff like that that's like, you know, part of it. And that's something that is seriously impressive when you get to see these people create these characters. So, let me try thinking of different TV shows. I'm trying to, because remember, I rarely watch things. I love animation, obviously, but at the same time, like, I can't think of any animated things I've watched recently that have no humans, or it's mainly a cast of creatures, you know? Like, I'd actually have to go out of my way. Okay, okay, wait, 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 no, 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 no. Let's talk about um, uh, Jose Carioca. So, Jose Carioca, or Jose, I don't, I don't really know. If, I don't really I want to call him Jose. He always said it as Jose Carioca. But I'm, I'm going to call him Jose solely because that's how he pronounced his own name. Whatever. That's another thing, too. Personally, I always had this, like, I saw this one tweet, uh, post on Tumblr a long, long time ago of why, or technically it was this post, it was two posts. One post was talking about how in the English language, there's a lot of objects that are named the same thing twice. So for example, um, okay, for example, chai tea. That, uh, in uh, whatever language that chai originally came from, that meant tea. So if you really, uh, so if you're speaking about this tea, you're, ta- you're just saying, oh, I want tea tea, you know? And it was um, Soviet Union. It basically meant Union Union. Okay, Sahara Desert. Um, Desert Desert, you know? Like, it was a bunch of different things. It was like, all these random objects basically are called these random things, you know? These random objects are called these random things, are called the exact same word of this normal language, rather than having it completely different. So what I wanted to do in my story was, I wanted to make it so that these words were changed. But at the same time, I didn't really want to change it either. I wanted to, uh, uh, I wanted to change it so that the Sahara Desert wasn't called the Sahara Desert. Rather, it was called the uh, the African Desert or something or whatever, or just call it by Sahara. You know, like oh, um, it's a country in the Sahara or something. 
in the Sahara or whatever, you don't say the Soviet Union, you just say the Soviet, okay? Or, oh, um, um, you don't call it chai tea, you just call it chai, you know, like, do, uh, and it's a specific kind of tea. So if you're talking about Earl Grey tea, then you say, oh, do you want Earl Grey tea or do you want chai? That's it, you know? That's, that's kind of how I personally imagined it when I wanted to add this into the story. But at the same time, it was one of those small details. I was just like, okay, that's too small, honestly. But going back to uh, Jose, Jose is one of my favorite characters that I've ever seen. And actually, you know what? That's what we're going to talk about, too. Um, characters I wish I wrote. Characters I wish I wrote. I wish I created Jose. Okay? Because Jose Carioca was originally this little parrot character that was created by someone else, not Walt Disney. But it was originally created by um, somebody that Walt Disney was working with. Now, Jose was originally created as a Brazil. Well, obviously, he was created when Walt Disney and the others went to Brazil. And in this, in his little episode, short whatever, um, Donald Duck was supposed to be getting a t- not a tour, but he was supposed to be introduced to Samba by Jose. And personally, I saw him, his voice, the way he handled himself, his dancing, everything about this character. And the first time that we saw him, I wish I wrote. I wish I could see hours and hours of footage of this character. Okay? Like, have you ever seen a character that is done so well? Like, it's very much like uh, Alicia Keys when she was talking about the songs and stuff like that. Okay? Because I had never, when I, you know, I fell in love with Jose, but at the same time, whatever, I hadn't really thought about it. And then later I ended up seeing this video of um, Alicia Keys doing a performance. Alicia Keys was playing two pianos at the time, and she was talking about multiple different songs that were done so well, and they were so good and so well written and stuff and performed, that you wish you wrote them. Okay, and of course she, that's, that has, that's how she felt about all these songs. So she continued to name all these different songs, or sing these different songs, you know, showing off that she thinks that these songs are so good that she wishes she wrote them. And honestly, when it con- that, uh, when I saw that video, it immediately reminded me of Jose. And the, at the first, it was the Animaniacs. The Animaniacs. I wish I wrote them. They were so, uh, they were done so well and so creatively that if I could travel back in time before the Animaniacs and create them myself, I so would. Okay. That's what I love about the Animaniacs, and that's why I love about Jose Carioca and many other characters. I just. I am cooking the rice. Butter rice. Mama's gonna cook over gondola or something else. Did you not want me to cook the rice? I mean, it's basically already done, kind of, and now I just need to cook it. I haven't put any butter in it. Um, yeah, if you want. Well, technically, Mom's not eating the rice. That's another thing. She's not eating the rice. The rice is gonna be just for us and Bug. So, sausages? Alright. How much? Like, the whole can? Alright. Something wrong? Oh, you got this look like something's wrong. You can uh, chill here if you want. They just walked away. Like, they're on the phone, so I don't think that they can probably hear me when I offer to chill. But anyway. Ah. 
saying reply. Oh my god. I said reply. And your reply is? I don't want to. Alright then. <laughs> I love you. What's wrong with my rice? What's wrong with my rice? Oh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, the character, Jose, I thought that the character was done so fucking well. I adored everything about this character, you know? Jose basically was this character that taught Donald about Samba and the way that he constantly, like, um, it, it, just everything about him, his voice, the way that he was able to switch back and forth between um, Portuguese and English, and the way that he was able to, his design as well, Everything about this character was truly an amazing fucking character. And of course, they fucked him up after the fact. You know, they seriously fucked his ass up after the fact. You know, in his, when I say I love Jose Carioca, I mean the very first version of him. Okay? Because he had a Brazilian voice actor. That's one. Two, he was designed... Uh, his... Um, the, uh, his because of the fact that his voice actor was Brazilian, he had an actual Brazilian accent and was able to speak real Brazilian. I'm not Brazilian, <laughs> real Portuguese. Okay, and of course, just the way that they handled the character. Now, the last time, the most recent version of Jose Carioca, he ha uh, he has that same voice actor that honestly I don't know who this man is, but I'm tired of him. I don't have any clue who this man is, but I'm so fucking tired of this man, okay? He's constantly on lots of different TV shows and stuff like that, and he's supposed to portray these characters as the Spanish-looking character and stuff. And when I heard him specifically, because I know, I mainly known him for uh, for portraying, uh, uh, for portraying um, uh, Mexican characters, or just uh, unknown Spanish-speaking characters. Or characters that just have a Spanish accent. So with this character, uh, so I saw him again, cause I think that he was on planes. I think that he was the the Mexican plane on planes. I think I'm not entirely sure, but I heard his voice on the newest thing that they had, uh, the Three Caballeros or something like that. And I heard him. He was the voice of uh, Jose, and immediately that was the thing that bought that pissed me off. That immediately pissed me off. Because here I know for a fact, I know, I know for a fact that he did, because he did the exact same accent that he does with these other characters as well. So it was just some vague as fuck accent. So his accent sounded nothing like what, uh, what Jose originally sounded like, okay? And he continued to portray this character as if like he was so suave and so cool and stuff like that. When, and please know, I had watched this character Cause you know, I was just on Disney Plus randomly. I was on Disney Plus randomly and I just decided to check it out, whatever. You know, just random, cause I was trying to check out the old school episodes of Donald Duck and uh, Mickey Mouse and all the other stuff. 
So at the time, I was checking out these random old school cartoons and stuff, and I randomly saw this little thing that they had with Donald, or this random little thing. So I checked it out, and then of course I saw Jose, and I was watching the whole thing. It was kind of odd. It was like a weird little um, episode of like, it was like a weird little animation thingy just teaching about Brazil and stuff like that. And I thought it was actually kind of cool. You know, it had the little, the little, uh, the burro race and stuff, the little burrito. I always love that little fucking video. I saw that video when I first was a little kid, you know, cause um, we, had the, we had the Disney DVDs and stuff like that. And sometimes they used to show some shorts like that. But I always love that little guy, that little episode where he, the, some little kid finds a, a donkey that has uh, wings on it. Like it's a special flying donkey or something, you know? That little episode, just the way that the, narr- the narrator made it so much more fun. And the characters, of course, made it more fun as well. Solely because, you know, the character, you know, it was that old school Disney silliness, you know? It was that old school Disney silliness that, oh, the character would, uh, the narrator would be like, oh, um, uh, take a seat or something. And the, the character sits down on the floor and then he's like, not that way, idiot. Uh, uh, sit down in the chair or something, you know, just random little things. As then, like, the character would always be like, oops, sorry. And then, of course, they just sit in the thing. And they're, like, embarrassed because they did not understand the thing. You know, that's something that's super common with Disney episodes back in the day. So, you know, at the time, you know, that was part of it. I think it's all part of one big special, kind of. Because it was in the same video. I didn't even have to click out to go and find the thing with Jose. But still. The character, um, the voice actor who played Jose and the other thing, because I, you know, I wanted to see more of this character, so I wanted to check it out more, and I went, of course, to this other thing that had him and Donald and, um, uh, uh, him and Donald and the other character, I forgot his name. So, when I did see that other character, uh, when I did see him again, I was like, oh, yay, whatever. Oh, what the fuck? And it was just, it pissed me off because it was like the same voice that I have seen before, not even attempting to do a different accent. It was literally as if he was playing the exact same role as a different time. And he was also portraying Jose as like this really suave kind of character. This really suave character that was like, you know, very different from what he originally was. Because when he originally was showing up, he was cool like obviously he was cool but he wasn't like the sexy spanish character you know he wasn't supposed to be that kind of character when he originally was showing up he was just this character that was just like this big old dork he was a a fan really you know he was a fan of donald duck and you know he was just so excited to just you know introduce him to his culture and stuff like that you know he was just a big old like literally the way that jose was portrayed the first time it was the same uh, it was the same portrayal as Oh, meeting an old friend. Hi, um, um, or I'm gonna be your two. Uh, you know, like it was very much like, oh my god, I'm meeting my old friend. Come on, bro, let's go on the town. Let's go have some fun. You know, he was a very childish character, not childish, but just a very fun kind of character. But the new character that was in the uh, uh, the uh, the new thing, it was that same kind of voice actor portraying the same character that he's played a thousand fucking times. You know, the suave character that speaks Spanish basically in almost every fucking sentence. Okay? Now, Jose, Jose basically spoke Spanish sometimes. Okay? He sometimes spoke Spanish, but uh, uh, sometimes spoke uh, Portuguese. Okay? I don't even know if that other dude even mentioned any Portuguese words. I don't even know, and I don't want to know because I feel like I, I have this good feeling 
that if they already fucked it up by giving this role to a person who's not even Brazilian, then I feel like that would piss me off too. Because he's played these roles before. And if he is Brazilian, then I'm sorry, but why are you playing, um, if you are Brazilian, okay, that's fine. But at the same time, why is it that you're doing the same actor, uh, same voice acting and stuff like that on everybody else, you know? I don't know. I, I seriously doubt that that person is actually Brazilian. I seriously fucking doubt it. But, as I said, Jose is a really great example of what a character design and for an anthropomorphic character is. Here we have uh, this character who is wearing a hat. He had a straw hat, by the way. His outfit was actually very similar. Uh, was supposed to be very based off of... Um, uh, old school, you know, uh, fancy, not old school fancy clothing, but kind of just old school fashion back in the day of um, Brazil, okay, with the cane and every, uh, with the cane, the cigar, um, the, the, the pants and the fancy shirt, uh, the fancy suit, like literally he was just, you know, he was just such a cute ass design, I fucking love this little character, okay, I always loved his, um, his accent, how he was able to actually be able to speak real Portuguese and stuff like that as he continued going on and on and on and on in Portuguese. I always thought that the scene, this is personally, in my opinion, peak Disney in a sense, because this was that Disney that I don't think that years later you can look back at it and say, wow, that was bad. You know, certain things, you know, certain things, yes, I can definitely see it, but not this specific scene with Donald and um, uh, uh, Jose. Solely because we're watching Jose talking and talking. Like, first of all, you know, they see, Donald is walking or something. I don't know how they have this weird transition. But he walks over and sees suddenly this, I think it was a pen or a paintbrush. As the paintbrush is painting Jose right in front of him. So, of course, Jose appears and stuff like that. He's talking. And, of course, you know, he's uh, talking and talking. As, of course, out of nowhere, he mentioned, uh, he just continues saying his name, actually. And of course, Donald doesn't really, it takes Donald a minute because Donald doesn't understand the fact that he's speaking in a different, well, that he has an accent. So he's like, huh? And of course, you know, he then says his name. And of course, he then says, um, I think it's Teun do Sales or something. So of course, you know, he introduces himself and then he says, and you or something like that. Something around, the, I haven't seen it in a minute. Um, and of course, Donald immediately recognizes, oh, my card, okay, um, uh, and then he, you know, that's a perfect thing right there. You know, the character is speaking to another character who does not, or the two characters have different languages normally, and they're speaking to each other, and Donald was able to use context clues to understand what the, he was saying, and that's something that is amazing. That is amazing to see, because, you know, that's, you know, if you're not a Spanish speaker, or just not a sort of, if you're in a place where you're speaking to somebody who does not know the language that you know, you have to use context clues. So Donald, of course, didn't really understand what he was saying, but he used context clues to understand, oh, you're asking for my car too. You know, so he goes into his pockets and stuff and pulls out a car. Hold on, I gotta, um, we're hitting that time limit thingy and I don't wanna continue going into it. You know, let's just take a small quick break for a second. Also, I'm gonna take a drink. I literally keep doing this. I literally, you know, because the, the app that I'm using to make this podcast, I normally, you know, when you end it, then I ask you, do you want to put music onto it? So, of course, I put the, I click the button that says the music. I pick the music that I want. And then, of course, it then tells me, what is the title of this segment? 
So I put the title of it, and then once I'm done, I click it, and then I immediately, my, like, second nature is click um, uh, uh, the record button. So I don't even remember, you know, I completely forget, wait, I'm not supposed to hit the record button right now. I'm supposed to go and um, take a drink, or I'm supposed to go do this other thing first before I hit the record button. You know, I do that a lot, honestly. I hadn't even taken a drink yet. I literally just took, like, the time just to do uh, the thing. Ugh. Sorry. But to continue with what I was talking about, specifically the Jose Carioca. So in that same episode, or in that same clip, and honestly, I, re- I seriously recommend a lot of people watch this thing. Okay, I seriously recommend this. And honestly, if I did have my own TV show and stuff like that, because, you know, my story is very set in Earth and stuff, so there's going to be a lot of characters that are from these countries and stuff like that, and they ha- I would want, because the story is set in the 14th century, at a time where humanity doesn't travel very much outside of their own countries. You know, if you're born in England, you're most likely going to die in England. You know, so, you know, <laughs> so I w- that's my reasoning for why I would go out of my way and prefer voice actors that are from these places you don't need to know you don't need to speak old school british and stuff you don't need to talk like you know victorian era you don't need to do all that just talk you know like a regular person they're slang and they're you know okay well they don't use slang but still they're the way that they speak is still very modern by the same time british character has to speak in british accent like and personally and not a fake british accent i would actually want them to learn the london london accent not the accent that some, not some Corkshire accent or anything. We have a Nigerian character. The main character is Nigerian. So I want the voice actress to be a Nigerian woman. Okay? Best case scenario. Um, uh, hold on. Nigerian? Hmm. I don't think that Nigeria has a specific language not called Nigerian. I think the Nigerian language is called Nigerian. I think. I have no idea. But anyway, um, uh, for right now, I don't know. For right now, I'm just going to call it Nigerian. It might be a different language that I just, I don't really know. But still, if, because Udoga is specifically a Nigerian character. So, but the fact that she's a Nigerian character, best case scenario for her voice actor is her voice actress is a Nigerian woman who was, like, Nigerian is her first language. She was born in Nigeria. Okay, that's my first, um, you know, best case scenario. Best case scenario, we get an actual Nigerian woman who was born and raised in Nigeria. And of course, English is her second language. Second base case scenario is um, my parents are from Nigeria. I was raised here in America. English is my first language. But at the same time, I'm really good at doing an impression of my parents because, duh, my parents always have this accent, you know? So yeah, I know how to do a Nigerian accent, stuff like that. I'm first generation American, but at the same time, I still I still know how to do a Nigerian accent. That's second best case scenario, honestly. But still, that's you know part of the thing. That's something that's seriously important to me. So well, moving on to Jose, Jose, of course, you know that's why I would seriously recommend um, everybody to just watch this. I would so go on my way and make. Um, uh, the producers of my show or whatever, I would go out of their way, I would go on the, the, the board and be like, hey, we have to show this, uh, I have to show you all this, okay? Look at this character. This is a character I wish I wrote because it's so well done, it's such an amazing character. 
Okay, like seriously, just look at him. Just, you don't even have to look at him. Just listen to him. Like, like literally everything about Jose, I just fucking adore. Okay, the fact that he's a parrot and parrots are kind of a huge thing in Brazil. The fact that his uh, his fashion, his voice acting, the fact that he constantly goes back and forth between Portuguese and English. Oh my god. So then, in that same episode, when Jose realizes that he's talking to Donald Duck. The Donald Duck, he immediately starts losing it and starts going into uh, Portuguese, just going on and on and on about how he's going to take Donald to all these famous locations. He's going to uh, he's going to take him on the town. He's going to do all this stuff. Like he's seriously taught going on and on. And it what makes it what in my opinion peak Disney is because once again Donald doesn't know what he's saying. So it just cuts to this little bit as Jose continues talking and talking and talking, and Donald's pulling out. Um, Portuguese dictionaries, English dictionaries, and he's just keep going and going. And he's basically buried in books because he's still trying to catch up to what he's saying. And then suddenly it stops as uh, Jose then says, or as you Americans say, let's go on the town. Or uh, 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 let's, t- uh, let's go on the, uh, let's take a, uh, uh, I don't know what that phrase actually is. But basically it's like, you know, it's a whole fucking thing. And that's why I love this thing. And in the same episode, um, you know, Jose basically teaches Donald about samba and teaches about uh, the culture of Brazil and stuff like that. And of course, sa- Donald starts dancing samba. And it's such an amazing thing. And in my own head, because I fell in love with these characters so much, because I already love Donald Duck, I imagined that Donald, because Donald is also a huge thing in Brazil as well. So that's exactly why. Like, after the fact, I had this idea of like, you know what, if I was in charge of Disney, or if I was the person who made Donald Duck or in charge of his TV show and stuff, I would make episodes where Donald goes to Brazil. Or that he does the exact, I would make another thing doing the exact opposite. Having uh, Don, uh, Jose and the other character come to America and have Donald explain to them America, you know? Don't get me wrong, I think that I would probably do the same thing that you probably are imagining. I would have Donald teaching them about, um, you know, sailor stuff, you know, and of course doing the country dances and stuff. Um, I would have, you know, if I could have had it my way, I would have dedicated an entire three specials, three entire specials dedicated to just the three cultures that they all have. So Donald showing off American things, Donald showing off Southern cuisine, uh, Donald showing off... um, uh, you know, all kinds of different things about America. And not just like white America, just everything America, you know? So that's what I would have. And of course I would even have, uh, and I would of course even have, um, you know, a bit where there's a combinations or inspirations and stuff like that from each other. So Donald taking them to an American Mexican restaurant or an American Brazilian restaurant, you know? And then, of course, I would have the same thing with, uh, with, um, uh, uh, with, uh, uh, the, the Mexican rooster character. I would be doing the same thing. Personally, if I could have it my way, I would have had it so that Donald basically has a scene where Donald says, what are they saying? As he looks over to, um, Jose and Jose is just like, uh, I don't know. I, I don't know. Our languages are different. I can understand certain words, but I can't understand everything. You know, that's what I want, because a lot of times people mistake Portuguese and Spanish for the same thing, and everybody thinks they're the same damn thing. They're not. They're completely different languages. Like, for real, they're very, very different languages that it's very difficult for me to even keep up. Okay? Please know, I don't know Spanish. Spanish is not a language that I know. 
I do know enough to somebody can speak to me and I can kind of understand it, but I can't say anything back. That is called an input and output, okay? Now we're gonna take a small pause and talk about input and output. Okay, that's also kind of something that you should, I wanna see more of this, honestly, in um, cartoons and stuff like that, honestly. But basically, input and output, okay? This is something I learned from the Spanish class and stuff. And also another famous artist on uh, Tumblr, who has a Steven Universe AU. You might know them. Um, this person, uh, the, the input and output basically is literally um, what you know are the things that you can hear and understand and the things that you can say that you understand, okay? For example, what is good evening? Okay, what's good evening in Spanish? Now, of course, I've done this so many times in front of friends because I just love that fucking trick. It's such a nice trick to do on my friends. It's not a trick, but it's something that really makes, it's, you know, it's like one of those party tricks that, you know, everybody's like, oh shit, that's so cool, you know? So, of course, you walk up to somebody and be like, okay, let me teach you about input and output. What is specifically a type of phrase that most people don't really know? Most people know what good morning in Spanish is, but good evening? That's something that a lot of people don't really know. So, of course, um, how do you say good morning? Uh, how do you say, good, uh, uh, how do you say um, good evening in Spanish or good night in Spanish? And, of course, most of the time, they don't really know how to say it. Okay? Most of the time, they'll know uh, uh, good night. So of course you say, how do you say goodnight? They say, I don't know. I don't know how to say goodnight. And then you say, buenas noches. And then they're like, wait, I heard that. Yeah. And then, uh, uh, then you would say, that's a perfect example of your input and your output. When somebody, uh, when you have to say something in Spanish, specifically goodnight, you don't know how to say it because you forgot how to say buenas noches. But the instant you hear it, then you immediately recognize buenas noches means goodnight. So your input is greater than your output. You heard Spanish and understood it in English. Uh, you understood it, but you can't say that thing. If that person had never said Buenas Noches, then you wouldn't be able to say some uh, say Buenas Noches on your own. Oh no! And that's not just Spanish. It's every language, you know. A lot of times, um, uh, the, the perfect timing. What's a okay? Uh, can you tell me some word in French, but that you know, uh, tell me the word in English, but that you know the translation in French? Like, don't tell me bonjour, tell me hello, you know? And let me try to guess it in French. Oh my God, okay, something simple that everybody would basically know. Perfect. 
that right there, that's a good example. Everybody knows Mademoiselle or something. Everybody knows Mademoiselle. But if somebody had asked you to say it in English or say it in French first, you wouldn't be able to recognize that word. Like, you couldn't remember it and you're on your own. But the instant somebody else says it in fir first, then you're like, oh shit, doesn't Mademoiselle mean um, ma'am or monsieur? Monsieur means mister, I think. They, monsieur. What's that? Why are you asking me? What's that? Okay, fine. Then ask Ava. Ava! Mister. Does it Mister mean Mister? Yeah. So you're asking me? Oh, never mind. I'm pretty sure that uh, Mister means Mister, right? So, if somebody came up to you and said, hey, what do you, uh, how do you say mister in French? Most people would be like, I don't know. But the instant that they say monsieur, uh, monsieur, immediately they recognize, oh shit, I've heard that before. Yeah, damn, why did I not remember that? Because the input and output. Moving on, five. <laughs> like, Jesus, I was trying to use my brother as an example as, uh, to like, show like an example of how, he, do it on myself basically. Like have him tell me a word that I know for a fact I've heard before, but at the same time, I don't know what it means. Or I know I know I heard it before, and I just, you know, eh. Oh, well, then you have to say that, because you didn't say that when you asked. I said, like, tell me, I just explained it. Yeah. Tell me a word in English, and I had to guess it in French, but something that I, everybody has heard. You didn't say that before. I did, you because you said strawberry. You said strawberry and then rice, and I said something that everybody's heard before. Yeah, after. I'm yes, you didn't and you still didn't give me a word. You said didn't say that in the beginning. Oh my god. So, my point is, I'm upset. Why? What happened? Oh my god, are you fucking serious? Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh my god. Then why didn't she say anything? Because I said that I was going to be making it. You said mom would make it if I asked for rice. No, and I said if you asked for a roku gandule, I was making but oh rice regardless. You say stuff in your head and you don't say it out oh loud, bro. I'm telling you. All you said was, oh yeah, mom said she'll make it if you asked for rice. And you even asked what kind of rice. Yeah, and you said butter rice. And then I told you, ask her if she wants sautichos in it, and you still didn't say anything. Yeah, I asked her, and she said, no, I'm not going to eat the rice. And I was like, all right, I'm making it either way. That wasn't to you, but that was to mom. Either way, I was making the rice. I was making the rice, and the rice is made. Oh my God. Oh my god, uh, go somewhere. You don't need to eat this rice, just so you know. Okay, I'll then I'll make one. Make, make your own. Nah, because you use that pen for pot, and it's gonna come out weird if I put it in a small one. Mm. I, don't use I don't know why you didn't just use a big one. Because it's only just for us. I'm not gonna make a whole big ass thing just for you and me, and Bug, technically. Okay, yeah, that's real. Still the one, Dude, the only one to eat it. 
I'm not doing that. Watch all the rice be gone, and I'm gonna be upset because I want more rice. Okay. Well, first of all, I know you're not gonna be upset because it's not mom's rice. First of all, you've been bitching about it. I would prefer rice, but it's still rice in general. Go somewhere. You're so fucking nasty. Go somewhere. Because like you literally were just shitting on my rice for the longest, and now you're talking about I only matter if I want more rice. Like, first of all, sir, you didn't even want my rice. You wanted mom's rice specifically. Now suddenly you want some more. Food is food. <laughs> oh my god, go somewhere. <laughs> Uh, I'm tired. You're so ridiculous. <laughs> so you ridiculous. If you want, uh, you're, okay. low key, you kind of just made yourself chill here. The fridge is open. Wait, Didn't you just open it? Uh, no. Yes, you did. Did I? Yes. For what? Because if okay, I opened I it, I would have got something. <laughs> <laughs> I opened it with butter in it, and then I was oh, just like... Oh, yeah, you did. Yeah, like, literally, I thought that you... Oh, damn, I kind of got away with it. But basically, um, that's something that I do a lot. Like, I'll be like, be like, you're the one that used it for last, and then do like, really? And I'll be like, yeah, and then I suddenly realize, oh, shit, he's got me. Yo, mom took my plate yesterday, what? like, when the hamburgers were done. Like, I took my plate out, and I put it there, and then she just magically comes in here and, like, serves herself, and then I was like, I looked around, and I was like, what? So I, like, instinctively just got another plate, and then in my head, I was like, yo, I know I'm, like, really, like, I told her, I was like, yo, I know I'm, like, really high, but I could have swore I took a plate out. Like, did you take it? And she was like, yeah, I took it. I was like, okay. Like, I literally, like, it was like, I've done this before. I just did this. Like, there's no way that I did not do this. That's actually kind of funny. She always does that. But mommy debo and stuff right out your hand, too. And you don't even know. No, it's like, she, you do know. But she just trying to play it off as if nothing's, like, even a thing. It's almost like she's testing you, trying to, like, say something, you know? And then you just got to snatch it out of her own hand and be like, um, that's mine. I was literally just drinking it. Or mommy pouring out your drinks. I guess we're sitting there and stuff like that. Who's gonna drink this? I'm throwing this out. And it's like, I'm still drinking it. I wish she threw out my fucking steak. <laughs> oh my god. So I've been fucking craving steak and then you throw it out. Like, I'm so sad. <laughs> then you should have added on that craving first. I was waiting. For what? I think you were still cooking. Because I was I gonna don't... put the pasta in it. Maybe not, but I don't know. Maybe because yeah. I ate, but I was gonna eat it. I really don't think that. I think dinner was already done when that happened. Anyway, so again, focusing on to the um, uh, characters and stuff. I seriously fucking adore this character. You have no fucking idea. Now, Jose, of course, is, as I said, one of those characters that I wish I wrote. You know? With the Animaniacs, it's the same thing. You know? I wish I wrote the Animaniacs because they're so funny and they're so, like, oh my god. You know? I don't even have any intentions of making kids shows or kids characters and stuff like that. But when I look at Jose and the Animaniacs, that's truly an example of like, damn, that character was done so well, I wish I wrote it, you know? Hold on. somewhere <laughs> now as I was saying this one is 
shit. Like, go somewhere. Anyway. Trying to be all cool. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're just walking around just on the phone with your girlfriend and stuff. And it's just like, can we go somewhere? What are you doing? Because I keep talking about my love for this individual character, you know? But seriously, I seriously, once again, when it comes to anthropomorphic characters and stuff like that, you can have a lot of freedom and stuff like that and create all kinds of random things for these characters. There were, I admit, some characters that got really fucked up. For example, you know who I'm talking about. I don't Yeah, um, basically, okay, anthropomorphic means anthro, meaning human-like, morphic. So it's like, basically, it's like this word that means that whatever that you're talking about has qualities like a human. So normally when you say anthropomorphic characters, you're talking about, um, uh, animal characters that look like humans, or like they have the proportions of a human. They're hind legs. Oh, okay, so like Lucario's very vague. Yeah, yeah. Lucario counts, kind of. But not really Lucario. It's more of, like... Yeah, that's, like, the step further. You know, Looney Tunes, Mickey Mouse, Zobia. Huh? Yeah. Very that. You know, they're talking. They're getting dressed. They have, um... Yeah, it's Shark Tales, too. You know, these are things. Okay, please note. Aren't these two characters, like these four characters, or three characters right here, can I count? These three characters right here, aren't they like... Sorry, I had to take a small pause because my brother decided to take the conversation. Originally I was talking about, I was talking to my car- uh, my brother about um, the characters from Shark Tales and he decided to take the conversation to a whole another way. <laughs> Not anything dirty and stuff like that, but it was really just like, okay, it's enough. Okay, I'm done. You know? So it was very bad. So, so we're going to be talking again more about the anthropomorphic characters and all that shit. So, you know, um... Like I said, with these amazing character designs and stuff like that, you can be able to create incredibly interesting characters. Now, you don't need to make them as well designed. Or well, the goal, the goal is to be Jose Carioca. You know, that's the goal. But at the same time, you don't need to go crazy with it. For example, one of my favorite characters that I love, of course, is Wacko Warner. Wacko was, oh my god, he was adorable, his little hat, his little tongue, he always had his tongue out for no reason, he was an adorable little, um, character, and he was so cute and so small, everything about this little character I fucking adore, and I wish I wrote this character, you know? 
but Wacko was adorable and I fucking loved him and his accent because he had a, a scorch accent or squash or something, I don't know what the fuck it's called but he had a, a specific kind of British accent because he was based on his accent was originally based on some of the Beatles so everything about this character I just adored you know and if I was if I could ever like play a role of uh, uh, like in a perfect world if I could have this character as my own and create a brand new TV show just focusing on Wacko alone, fuck yeah, I would so do that. But at the same time, what? Why don't I just play music for your like, podcast? Okay, fine. You can barely hear it, first of all. Okay, and then I should not have said anything. You can kill you funny like that. I'm kidding. Dude, I'm gonna put music on the end of it anyway. I thought you were so serious. What, to play it that loud? Or just playing music in the background anyway. I mean, you can. But at the same time, like, it's gonna get music on top of it anyway. You know what that reminds me of? The Avalon and the Chicklet song. Like, the Hey There Delilah bullshit. That reminds me of that Hey There Delilah. Anyway, what was I saying? I forgot. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, moving on to the whole thing of, like, all the characters and stuff. Ah, sorry. Moving on to the whole thing with the anthropomorphic characters and stuff like that. You can basically create, like I I said, just basically anything and call it an anthropomorphic character. Or just any kind of animal stuff like that. You don't need to make them wearing clothes and stuff like that. But at the same time, when you do, there's certain things that don't really make sense a lot of the time, which is like crazy. It's really weird. For example, um, one topic that I want to do way later is what I what would happen. What I would do if I was in charge of SpongeBob. You know, like if I created SpongeBob, what I would do, and I would make a few changes to some of the characters' designs. Honestly, you know, I like Patrick, and Patrick's one of my favorite characters. But I would have changed this so that Patrick wears a shirt. Like, not even a shirt. Like, his chest is still basically out, but he just wears a shirt that's open all the time. Like, a button-down shirt that's Hawaiian, and it's like an inverted version of his pants. And he just, you know, has his chest out all the time. That's literally what I would have done for Patrick. And I would have made it so that uh, I would have changed a bunch of stuff about it. the context of the characters, that Patrick's not super as dumb but at the same time like you know i didn't really like how they did patrick later you know but in the past it was like patrick obviously wasn't smart but he wasn't dumb as fuck either you know patrick was actually like for example one time that he got angry with spongebob because spongebob it was valentine's day right so yeah patrick had every right to be angry he was he's not dumb as fuck now if they try to do that episode with the way that they um, write the character now Patrick would just take it as Spongebob doesn't love me Spongebob's not my friend anymore blah 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 but in that episode Patrick knows Spongebob loves him so he knows that Spongebob's his friend the thing that pisses him off is the fact that he's giving all these gifts to everybody else and he gets nothing you know and it keeps get, it keeps smacking him in the face it keeps just hitting him in the face of the fact that everybody's getting and like he gave a bike to some dude that Spongebob just met that day like you know they're sitting on a uh, um, a bench because Patrick's annoyed and stuff and he's trying to tell Spongebob nicely how he feels and immediately some guy just walks up and be like hey Spongebob thanks for the bike or no, no it was this girl it was a girl she was like thanks for the bike can you believe this guy I just met him this morning 
And of course, she walks away with the bike, and Patrick's just getting pissed off because it's just like, you know? So obviously, he's not dumb. No, uh, he's not super smart, but at the same time, he's not dumb either. That's what I would have done if I could rewrite the character and, you know, make the character better. At least in my opinion. I would have changed it so that Sandy... My thing with Sandy is I didn't get Sandy's design. Like, I get that she has to wear a suit. Fine. But I I just didn't like the fact that she just wears tutus and panties and a bra. You know? It was a little odd to me. You know, so I always wanted to change it so that it was um, Sandy. And I wanted to make her wearing a skirt skirt. A fringe skirt, specifically because she's from Texas and everyone, you know, fringe is a thing. So I wanted to make it so that she wears a fringe skirt and stuff. Or that she has like a tiny, um, uh, I don't know, some, you know, small little references that she's from Texas and stuff. Mainly just the fringe shirt, uh, the fringe skirt, and maybe some cowboy boots and stuff like that. Like some girly versions of cowboy boots. And maybe that might be the only thing that I add to her. You know, but besides that, I would normally, uh, I would have made it so that uh, she's normally wearing, you know, maybe just a crop top instead of just a fucking bra, but I would have made it so that she's wearing a crop top and just a, a fringe skirt, you know, a brown fringe skirt or whatever. That's what I would have done if I could change her design, you know, and there's lots of other characters that, you know, I think their designs are actually really, really cool. You know, I wouldn't change anything about Squidward, even though Squidward still does that thing of like, male characters can wear a shirt and no pants and it's fine. Female characters usually have to wear a shirt and a, uh, a skirt or pants, you know? Nah. So certain characters I can get it, but certain characters it's also like, what? For example, almost every single character in Bikini Bottom wears pants. Squidward is the only male character that I can see that doesn't wear any pants. No, actually no, Plankton too. Plankton doesn't wear anything. Like, come on. So it's, it's odd, but at the same time, it's like, what, you know? It's very, very odd. But I would have made, I would have changed a lot of different things and stuff like that. And I honestly, if I could rewrite Spongebob, I would have made it an actual kids, kids show. Like, I would have made it so that it's obviously for kids, like kids probably 10 years old and younger, kind of. But I would have made it so that it's also aimed for a toddler audience, you know? I would have made it so that, um... Uh, you know, the every episode basically teaches you a little bit about the animal of that episode in a sense, kind of. You know? I would have changed it so that uh, Sandy was not just some random scientist underwater. I would have made it so that Sandy has a massive family and all of her family members are scientists of some field. And she is a marine biologist. That's why she's living underwater. She's a marine biologist and she likes to study marine bio life. I would have made it so that, you know, in the first episode of Tree of the Tea, uh, the tea Dome, or a lot of the old, older episodes, I wouldn't change. But I would have added some new episodes in between them, adding an episode where SpongeBob takes her to tour town and stuff. And, you know, Sandy, being a scientist, she's incredibly invasive of everybody's personal space. You know, she's, like, measuring Squidward's tentacles and stuff. She's, like, in completely invasive of his uh, personal space, and immediately they get kicked out. But, of course, you know, at the same time, she's offering new bits of knowledge for them. Know, showing off, oh, you're an artist, whatever, do you use your own ink? You know, like, you know, a random question that she could be asking Squidward or something. Maybe we could write in a joke that that's an incredibly disrespectful question, and the instant that she asks the question, Squidward kicks them out immediately. Or maybe that was a question that Squidward's like, huh, I never thought about that. Using my own ink? I could make a brand new portrait, a monochrome portrait or something about that. You know, like, I don't know. 
I would have made it so that she explains why Patrick is so strong. Because Patrick can pick up a fucking car and a building all on its own. And of course, you know, when she's doing Patrick, she's like talking about, oh, starfish are incredibly strong. They can open muscles just with their own arms alone. That's why Patrick's so damn strong. You know? That's honestly what I would have had if I could have re... If I created... Or if I could write, rewrite Spongebob. You know, that's what I would have done. I think they're doing a new show now where Spongebob and the others are little kids and they're in a camp and stuff like that. And that show pissed me off solely because of the fact that one, Squidward's way older than Spongebob. That's one. Two, Sandy never met Spongebob until Tea of the Tree Dome. So why the fuck are they growing up together? Sandy did not grow up here. She grew up in Texas. So that's another thing. Because, again, Total Drama Rama is doing the same thing. They're doing the same thing where it's like Owen and all these other characters who apparently knew each other when, didn't they meet for the first time on that show? Like, wasn't that the thing? What? I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get it at all. So that's personally, again, one of the things that I personally don't like about these kinds of shows and stuff. I would have changed that. If I was in charge of um, Spongebob, I would have done, you know, a few character changes solely because I just like that aesthetic more or I would have done something different and rewritten it and stuff. You know, yeah. I would, of course, I'm definitely going to be going into a lot more detail on a different episode when I actually do talk about that. What's up? Socks. Socks. Wait, you... Socks. So, what was I saying? What was I saying? Oh, yes, yes. So, once again, the, the, the whole character design stuff. And here's another thing, too. Here's another thing that, um, that technically this is going back onto the whole character design and stuff like that for anthropomorphic characters and at the same time humanoid characters as well. The biology that nobody really talks about, okay? There's a few times in TV shows that have animal characters, there's a few times where these characters, you know, they're, oh shit, I turned on the wrong stove. I just remember I turned on the wrong side. Oh my god, I set, I set fire to one of my uh, kitchen towels. I, the old kitchen towel, don't laugh. The old kitchen towel, I left it on the thing, you know, because, you know, I was I was cleaning, I was cooking at the same time, so I just left the kitchen towel on one of the things. And I turned on the stove because I thought that it was a different thing. I know where I smell something burning and stuff like that, and then I, like, I'm talking to my baby sister, too, because my baby sister wanted milk. So I'm getting my baby sister some milk, and suddenly behind me, I just hear, <laughs> and I was like, what? And I turned around, I was like, oh, oh, shit, it's a fire, oh, my God. You give me two different socks. Huh? The bitch, I, I told you that the first two socks I cracked. I literally you, just said. All you did was put it on my shoulder. I swear. I literally just said that this is the first, uh, the first pair of socks that I have. And then I asked you while I was grabbing them, like, do you mind? It? Like, do you want long ones? Yeah, I heard that. I gotta switch them. Something weird about the socks. Oh my god. Anyway, so at the time, you know, I was freaking out over the fact that this thing had a fire on it. And I was just like, oh my god, 
oh my god, and I just dumped it into the sink, it was still on fire, and I turned on the thing, and my baby sister was screaming like hell, like she's just, like she's not even screaming like she's scared, she's literally just screaming just to scream, and I'm just like, ah, ah, and I was, oh my god, I like queened the fuck out, freaking out over the fact that it was a fire, and I had accidentally caused it, so I just, the towel had a huge hole in it, it was mostly, it was a white towel, I think, or no, Oh yeah, it was. So it was a white towel. It was mostly gray now. It looked yellowed and black because it was burnt and stuff. Uh, it was it. I had a huge hole in it. The few tiny little holes, you can basically just do a little bit of force and it would just rip apart. And it was sopping wet. And of course, I immediately was dying of laughter after the fact. I had to call my uh, I had to call my ex. I had to call um, uh, my dad. I had to call all, and I had to call my mom because it was just like I had to tell all y'all that. <laughs> I just set a fire in the house. Yeah, it was funny. It was in this stove, actually. This is the stove that caught on fire. So. Is this? Yeah. Ooh, I got so scared. So, as I originally was saying. Um, the biology that no one really talks about, okay? For, for example, in Spongebob, Spongebob acknowledged the character's biology for, conven- uh, for comedic purpose and stuff like that, you know? But at the same time, it was also just like, eh, sometimes I don't really get it. Because remember, Spongebob was created by a marine biologist. So, of course, it was really nice to see that they referenced some certain things in their character designs. But personally, I wish that they would have been able to not only reference it, but also acknowledge it, you know? For example, they referenced that Patrick, of course, was super strong because of the fact that he's a starfish. But they never really mentioned the fact that starfish can do this. They just made Patrick dumb strong, and they never really explained the fact that that's just a thing. So you'd have to go out of your way and learn that. I was in marine biology in my class in high school, and our teacher pulled up images of SpongeBob characters and explained why that these characters had certain things. So. It was, uh, for example, they pulled up Patrick and they explained that Patrick was so strong solely because of the fact that uh, starfish can open up muscles by themselves, like just using their arms. So of course that was like a huge thing and I was like, oh my god, that's so cool. I won, most of my class didn't even know that. We just thought that it was just some cartoon magic and stuff, you know? They also, they had a scene (laughs) in class, our teacher played a clip of Spongebob when he got, uh, when Spongebob busted his ass, right? Spongebob broke his ass because um, they were like doing some uh, sand sledding, whatever, or something, I don't know, sandboarding, whatever. So uh, Spongebob shattered his ass and then he was like stuck in the house. And of course there was, this, they played a clip of the scene and it was Sandy asking, how are you gonna eat? Like if you're never gonna leave the house, how are you gonna eat? And of course it's, uh, go, it's Spongebob explains that he can filter feed. So he's just going, <gasps> doing all that bullshit. And then he's like doing all that as a filter feeder and stuff like that. And it was hilarious. All of us were doing it. And of course, after the fact, you know, like she didn't have like the clip of the song that Spongebob was singing. So because of that, every, you know, all the girls in the class were talking about, oh my God, this is one of my favorite episodes, that song. And then the teacher was like, literally every girl's favorite episode of fucking. Spongebob is that episode. No, um, one girl, because I mentioned the other episode, um, um. with, um, Patrick, when, uh, the Valentine's Day one, that was another time where they, because he was trying to lift up 
No, he lifted up the par uh, the Ferris wheel because he was so fucking angry, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, one girl said um, that it was that one. Another girl said um, when he first got the job, a guy said, uh, um, you know, because we were all talking about basically our favorite episodes and stuff like that. You know, we were all talking about our favorite episodes of SpongeBob as like we were trying to remember what they were called, whatever and stuff. One girl said that her favorite episode was when. Uh, the Snail Race. That was her favorite episode. And I remember that one, because that one was also one of my favorites, too. Um, I was talking about, like, uh, the, the episode where, like, he has to, like, he stays in the house. I think that was, like, low-key the, mo- the favorite episode of most of the people. It was a penny and a napkin and a chip. And, and we got to sing the song. Like, literally, the teacher, ca- uh, like, the teacher said something around the lines of, like, how... Every time they show this clip in class, she has to let the class sing the song. And she has to go on YouTube and search it up. So she kept saying that she had to put it into the slideshow. But she never did. She never remembers it or she just never puts it on. So she went into YouTube, went into the thing, found the song. And then we all just, a whole class of like 30, uh, 30, um, 17 and 18 year olds all singing the whole song. Talking about, I know, the whole fucking song. Oh my god, that's really how she sings. I can't do this anymore. <laughs> oh my god. I don't know. Oh, that's fucked up. So, just like, can you just imagine like 30 teenagers all just singing this song in perfect unison and stuff? I think that was a security guard. I think the female security guard with the glasses, I think. I think she came by and saw it and just listened to us as. We're all just singing this song and stuff like that as like we're showing it stuff. And I think that she's probably seen us, seen the classes do it so many times. And there was these two dudes. These two dudes, they were such fucking dorks. They were hilarious dudes. This okay, one of them was a guy named Isaiah and another one, um, uh, there was this other guy, I forgot his name, it was a white boy. But Isaiah and this white boy, that was, Isaiah was black and the white boy was a white boy. <laughs> But they were like, uh, they had their arms around each other. Like, you know, uh, guys at a bar drinking and stuff like that, and they're singing a song together. So they literally were just leaning back and forth, and they had like multiple girls join in and multiple guys randomly. Because it was multiple students all singing and standing with their arms around each other, singing in unison, just leaning to the left, right, right, left. You know, it was just like, oh my god, it was ridiculous. 
Uh, high school was amazing. It was ridiculous. And also, this is another thing too. I used to do this thing with my teacher. I used to do, I still technically do it actually. So this thing I used to do is every time I would walk into class, I would talk to one of my, my history teacher. I would talk to my history teacher and every time I walk into a class, I have to give them a Spongebob reference. So I would walk into class and be like, are you feeling it now, Mr. Krabs? And then they would, of course, be like, sit down. And I would just, one time I walked up to him and be like, ravioli, ravioli. And then he would just, uh, he would literally just put his hands up, kind of, like barely putting his hands out and then twisting his hands to me, like, give me the formula. Yeah, like literally, he was just a huge fucking dork, and every time that I did it, he always had something, he always knew it, you know? Right here. There would be times where I would go out of my way, and before I had this class, I would be sitting on my phone just researching Spongebob episodes to figure out what my next quote is going to be. What? What's that? How long is that? Huh? How long is it? Yeah, take. Kind of long ways. You're good. Probably. But then, um, one time, I went into the classroom next door. Okay, I went into the classroom next door because I was cool with the other teacher too. So I went into the classroom next door and I said, hey, can I use your phone? And then he was like, why, Where, where's your phone? And I was like, no, I need a school phone. And he was like, are you serious? And I was like, yeah, a school phone. I want to call the teacher next door and tell him, is this the Krusty Krab? You know, and of course he was just like, no, I can't let you do that, I'm sorry. And I was just like, are you serious? And he was like, yeah, I can't let you do that. So I was so fucking mad because like I couldn't think of anything. And that was like in my last year, like I was, this was my senior year. So I hadn't even had that teacher. So then, because I was working in the office in the mornings, I went, you know, one time a teacher came into the office and, no, no, I think a, a, a parent or something, whatever. Someone went into the office and of course they had to talk to a teacher and then my friend was then told to call that teacher. And then I randomly made up some lie that I had to talk to one of my teachers and stuff. Because I was looking at the, the book, I had the book open right in front of me and it had all the names of the teachers and where they were at this time. So I checked it, I saw that my teacher... Can you take all the... Oh! oh. What? 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 No what? Tell me that this is the fuck? Oh my God. The fuck is wrong with you? Oh, it's what? What is it? It's bread. Are you fucking serious? It's not a sandwich. It's not. It's bread. It's literally just bread. It's so soft. Oh my god. Oh my god. I feel myself getting older. <laughs> I should make cookies. Oh my god. I should make cookies. Should I not? You do you. I got bread. Okay. I didn't know what told me that this wasn't your. So, um, so at, uh, at the time, I called my teacher because you know, I told the people in the front office, hey, I need to talk to one of my teachers. Can I just make a quick call for a second? They got a free period. So, of course, they're just like, yeah, okay, whatever, whatever. Just don't waste their time. And I was just like, oh, I'm about to waste their time. So I, call, I, I literally called the teacher, and then they were just like, um, Hi, uh, the teacher's name. This is the classroom, and of course, I was just like, "Is this the Krusty Krab?" And they literally were just like, "Is this blank?" And I was just like, "Like they literally said my name," and I was like, "How the fuck?" They probably recognized my voice, and I then said, "Is this the Krusty Krab?" And then he was like, he just gave him a big ass sigh, and he was like, "No, this is Patrick." What are you doing? And I was like. Hi, I'm just sorry. I had to like I literally there's nothing to do here, so I literally had to. I they let me use the phone. I, I 
I can only use it for one time and I had to use it for this. And of course, he, the last thing he said was, you used it well. And that was it. I hung out and I was like, I just did it. And my friend who was there was just like, did you seriously? And I was like, and guess what he said? And then like, we hit, we were dying of laughter. Our teacher, the, the people in the office, you know, we had to explain it to them. And they were like, oh my God, I remember that episode. As, you know, my kids watched it or whatever. It was, oh my God, that shit was hilarious. I want to do that again. Like, I want to go to my high school again and visit and call him on the phone and be like, is this depressing crap? Like, I want to do that all over again and be like, hey, I got to come and see you. Huh? No, fuck that. It has to be me. It has to be me. You you should probably do that with some of your teachers. Have like a whole thing of like... I'm not like that cool with the teachers. Whoa! Oh, <laughs> but yeah, I guess it's the... whatever. Should I take it out? I think I'm gonna blank that. Tell you what, I'm gonna blank it. Oh, you don't have a flash thing, dude. Go look. At the so, that I at the time, um, it was like a whole thing, right? So it was like a whole thing that I made, um, this whole joke of and stuff. And I always used to go to the classrooms and always make these kinds of jokes. And that's why I fucking love SpongeBob so much. I hate the new episodes, but I do adore SpongeBob. Everybody grew up with Spongebob. Everybody remembers Spongebob and the little jokes and stuff. Because, oh my god. It was, ah, uh, ah. Uh, Spongebob was, it was just a whole nother era when Spongebob was first starring and stuff like that. And we were watching all these amazing episodes. Now, I can't watch a single episode now because the way they, hell. You can tell the newer episodes from the older episodes just by how they draw the character. That's one. And two, Spongebob is just obnoxious. Seriously obnoxious. Okay? Like, seriously obnoxious. In the older episodes and stuff, you know, Spongebob would do something, and of course, you know, Spongebob, at the end of the episode, Spongebob would learn a lesson. So something would happen, and Spongebob would basically go through all these wacky shenanigans and all that stuff, and then at the end of the episode, Spongebob learns a lesson. Or, um, at the end of the episode, something happens to Spongebob, so something bad happens to him, and he's in the hospital, or he's hurt, or he's humiliated, but at least at the end of the episode, he learned a lesson. You know? That's basically yeah, how most of the episodes episode work. Where they had to clean Mr. Krabs, uh, out or whatever. <laughs> yeah. That was a good episode. Yeah, so it's all those episodes are very much like that. You know, something bad would happen, and of course they realized, or they learned a lesson, at, someone learned a lesson at the end of the episode. Now, with the newer episodes, Spongebob can be obnoxious and annoying and, and agitating all fucking day. Everybody else suffers. Nothing bad happens to Spongebob. And if something does, uh, if something bad does happen to him, he doesn't even accept it or acknowledge that it was a bad thing. He just sort of just takes it as like, oh, okay. Like, he doesn't really care. Or he's too oblivious to know that something just, that somebody was just mean to him, you know? And then by the end of the episode, usually it's Squidward. By the end of the episode, Spongebob basically is totally fine living, like, literally having the best day ever, and other people are suffering because of his actions. And Spongebob didn't learn a lesson, everybody else learned a lesson. And the lesson, of course, that they had to learn is, this is Spongebob's world, and nothing is ever gonna happen to him. We're gonna have to put up with the fact that Spongebob is just an asshole, or that he's obnoxious as hell, and if anybody tries to be, just be tired of it, 
you're going to be the one that has to suffer for it. You know? That's literally how the new episodes are. And that's exactly why I can honestly say Spongebob now is shit. Okay? Hell, I can... Where is it? There's a cup. We had a SpongeBob cup a long time ago. Ugh, never mind. That cup is dead and gone. For real? I think so. No way. Can I have a glass of milk? What? Okay, one, it's a cup of milk. It's a glass of milk. Bitch, I'm getting you a cup of milk. Like, you want me to put it in an actual glass with ice in it? Yes. Oh my glass. god. Glass cup, because it keeps it cold. Oh my god, you're ridiculous. Glass. What do you need a glass cup for? Because it keeps it cold. It's a glass cup. Oh my god. Here. Glass cup. So. Um, what was I saying? I forgot. Fuck, I forgot. I was saying something. It was ridiculous. I was saying something. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, you know, the whole characters and stuff. I kind of got distracted and started talking about SpongeBob and stuff. But still, their character designs were actually pretty creative. I liked uh, Mrs. Puff. Mrs. Puff was actually a pretty creative design. Um, yeah, there's lots of creative designs in SpongeBob. But still, as I said, you know, um, when you're creating your characters and stuff like that, oh, the biology that nobody acknowledges, okay? I've seen very few shows acknowledge certain things unless it's for comedic point, uh, for comedic reference and stuff. For example, um, in Spongebob, Spongebob and the others couldn't survive on land. You know, they can't really survive on land and stuff like that. But at the same time, everybody was like, they couldn't breathe and all that stuff. So it was kind of funny. But at the same time, I would have made it so that, um, you know, they kind of acknowledged certain things. Not all the time, but kind of all the time. Remember when they took the plug out? The plug. The plug. I think that was a newer episode. Oh, really? I think that was an obnoxious episode. Like, a newer obnoxious episode. I think. Like hooks. Hooks? Yeah. That was a different episode, I think. That was actually... That was an old episode. I like that one. You know, that was a nice episode. I don't know why, but they had this thing, like, if you... Um, you know, because if the fisherman catches you, he'll turn you into mayonnaise. You remember that? Like, literally, it was just mayonnaise. Like, Patrick came back on the bus, and he got back into town, and he was just a can of mayonnaise. I think. Yeah. So, um, there was also, like, you know, lots of random things and stuff like that that makes Bikini Bottom and just that show really, really funny. But, as I said, certain TV shows kind of acknowledge certain, um attributes about the characters that other TV shows don't really do very often. One thing I've noticed is, um, for the, for example, here's a really good example. 
okay? A really, really good example, of course, is cartoons who have their characters, um, like, okay, one thing I wanted to see is cartoons like, um, Yogi Bear. Yogi Bear did it. Yogi Bear did it in a very, very creative way that I've never seen before, okay? And I think We Bear Bears acknowledged it too, but at the same time, not really. So in Yogi Bear, there was an episode where Yogi basically, you know, um, the, the park ranger mentioned, um, Christmas. He mentioned Christmas, and of course, Yogi did not know what Christmas was. And of course, it makes sense that Yogi doesn't know what Christmas is, solely because Yogi is a bear. So as a bear, he hibernates before December even gets close. So Yogi starts, um, starts hibernating by the end of October, you know, or November. By the end of November, he's already out. You know, he's already out and he's gonna not wake up until after Christmas. So Yogi Bear basically wanted to use Santa and celebrate Christmas, but he wanted to use Santa as a way to get a, Christ- a, a, a picnic basket, you know? But the thing about Yogi was that, you know, he tried his best to stay up. He really tried his best to stay up, but unfortunately it was just ridiculous and he fell asleep. And even the park ranger felt bad for Yogi solely because of the fact that Yogi actually can't celebrate Christmas or, you know, can't be part of the Christmas holidays solely because of the fact that he's a bear and he's going to be passed out asleep for months at a time. So, of course, we bear bears, that's a, that's a piece of the a, a biology of a character that, you know, most TV shows, I guess, if you think about it, they wouldn't re- ever acknowledge, you know? And it was actually clever. I thought it was really, really clever that they acknowledged the fact that as a bear, he would be asleep at this time. Or, um, for example, um, for example, Little Bear. Little Bear didn't do that. They never did that. And I'm pretty sure any other cartoon that had bears as a character, they never did it either. I'm pretty sure the Berenstain Bears were awake the whole Christmas. You know, I'm pretty sure. So, you know, these are just random little biology facts or biology things about these characters that are normally erased or just ignored because it's not very clever or it's, you know... It's mainly convenient to ignore it, this little idea or this little fact. For example, a fish character that's on land, you know? The fish character is on land and stuff like that. It's better to ignore that idea that, oh, this fish can breathe water or stuff like that, you know? I would, if I made a character, a fish character on land, I would have made it so that this fish character normally has a backpack on. Or a lot like, um, uh, you know, um, that fish character in Chicken Little. The fish character in Chicken Little had a, a thing, a big old scuba helmet on and stuff like that, and it was filled with water, you know? That was actually very clever. But if I designed a character myself, I would have made it so that they have a backpack on. And, you know, they're wearing a backpack, and their backpack basically allows them... No, no, um, they ba- their backpack has a small spray bottle. So, like, every 10 minutes or something like that, you'd see the character randomly going into their backpack and pulling out a spray bottle and spraying themselves with a spray bottle with water, you know? And that's, of course, their justification for being on land and stuff, you know? That's what I would have had it as, you know? Still, though, lots of TV shows don't really acknowledge it, but it's not really, you know, it's not a rule or your show is bad because you're not acknowledging it and stuff. There's really nothing wrong with it. It's just the fact that, you know, that's just it, you know? It's probably more convenient for these writers to not acknowledge this thing. You know, it's probably more convenient to not acknowledge it because of the fact that you have to... This this thing, for example. Um, 
Uh, I can't really think of any others. But in my humanoid characters, for example, Neptune is a mermaid. Or technically a merman, but still. As a mermaid, I would imagine that Neptune's biology means that he is susceptible to dying of heat stroke a lot faster than a human can. So in the scenes where Neptune is in the desert or in a volcano or in any place that's really, really hot, Neptune, the rest of the team has to keep an eye on him because of the fact that as a merman, he's more, li uh, he's more liable to die of heat overheating and heat stroke. Okay? Or dehydration. So they have to keep that in mind. When I was creating A Puppet's Life, the comic that I made a long time ago about Pokemon, the story was mainly about a Cacturn, a Bayonet, and a Pangaro. Now, in the first scene that they meet Cacturn and stuff, they're in the desert. And in that scene, while Bayonet and Cacturn are having a conversation, Pangaro passes out because he's a big-ass Pokemon in the desert. is a big Pokemon, that's one, that's one strike. Two, he's mo mostly covered in black fur, so that's another thing. He's got a lot of dense fur, and that's the third reason. So of course, Pangaro can't be in the desert for all that long, otherwise he's gonna pass out. So of course, Pangaro passes out, and Bayonet doesn't, isn't affected, solely because Bayonet is one, a ghost type, and two, he's a doll, he's a toy. So in, when in the comic, on all the scenes that I wrote in the comic, Bayonet is unaffected by the heat, and he's unaffected by the cold. I, I wanted to make it so that Cacturn is affected by the cold. So if they're in a cold place, Cacturn's the main one that's really uncomfortable. And Pangaro and Bayonet are fine. And when they're underwater, Bayonet's totally fine. You know, he does, he's totally fine being underwater. But it's Cacturn and Pangaro that have a problem being underwater. Or being underwater for long periods of time. You know? And in the story, you know, there were certain times where Pangaro, Cacturn, and Bayonet were broke because they're traveling together. So, instead of spending money to get food for all three of them, they would only use that money to spend money to buy food just for Pangaro. Because Pangaro, as an organic being, he needs to eat. He needs to eat regardless. A cacturn can use photosynthesis, and, and as a cactus, he doesn't need water. You know, he basically can go a very long time without eating. So, he's good. And Bayonet, he eats because he wants to. But they're broke, and they need to save that money for Pangaro, because Pangaro can actually die, you know? It was supposed to be a really, really um, touching scene, showing that these three Pokemon are showing off to each other, that they care about each other, because they're acknowledging, yeah, this food is really cool and really great, and, you know, we would so love to eat with you. But, one, we're broke, and two, we both can survive without eating. We can probably go the rest of our lives without eating, but you need to eat okay so of course that's why they say no we're not gonna eat blah 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 Pangaro, you're on uh, you know we love you but at the same time you're gonna be eating by yourself for a couple of days later we'll eat together but just not today <coughs> and of course that's something i seriously adore or that's something i really like about that um you know that comic but of course i dropped it well, i dropped the comic i didn't want to do it so still, that was something I intended to write into this comic. Alright. I think you're done. Yep. I think this rice is basically done, but it's a little sticky. It's not sticky, but it's a little wet. So I'm trying to like... Hey! Hey! Come here. Test the rice. Because you always test the rice. You know you do.
cool character. So the, once again, the biology. Uh, I think Young Justice acknowledged it, but they acknowledged it in two ways. They made it so that Aqualad is susceptible to fire, so fire really is a problem for him, which was smart. But they also acknowledged it for um, Martian uh, for Miss Martian, making it so that Martians are also weak to fire as well. Okay. So yeah, that was something that I really really liked. My one issue, however, is that it doesn't really make sense personally that Martians are weak to fire when isn't Mars like dumb hot? Like, isn't that a thing on Mars? I don't know. It's just an odd idea to me, but I don't, I don't really know. Maybe there's like another explanation or something like that. Or maybe in their world, Mars is not all desert and it's big and grassy and stuff. I don't really know. Still though, I, do, I, I don't know. Alright, dinner is technically done. I'm about to start doing the final bits of dishes and stuff like that. And I guess technically this is the end of the anthropomorphic episode. You know, we talked about Spongebob and stuff, and we talked about how a lot of characters are designed and stuff, and the, kind of the goal, you know? And cre very creative character designs and stuff like that. Like that one guy uh, with the, uh, the tentacle arms and stuff. Still. Alright, so this is basically me doing a outro actually. Um, I finished cooking, I ate, cleaned the kitchen, and now of course I'm doing an outro. I'm back in my room, I'm about to draw now. And yeah, I'm just gonna be doing an outro. Technically, this episode was also one of those wacky episodes and stuff like that. So I'm probably going to put that in the description, that this is technically, it's supposed to be talking about one thing, but it kind of got a little distracted. Okay? So, but yeah, thank you so much for being able to listen, and I might post this episode before I post the one about uh, uh, kid shows. I might post this one before that, because both of these episodes are kind of just like all over the place. <laughs> So yeah, definitely. I probably will have to redo these episodes again and actually seriously focus on talking about them, kind of like how I did with the character design thing. But yeah, I don't really care. They were really fun episodes to do with my brother. Of course, duh, it was really fun. So thank you so much for listening. I'm also really like um, calm right now, solely because like it's a very chill vibe right now. Like I ate, I did everything, and now I'm, about to, I'm back in my room. I'm about to just draw for a while just, you know, jam out to some 80s Japanese music. I don't know why, but, like, 80s Japanese music is beginning to really, really start trending and stuff like that, and I really, really like it. Currently, the song that I'm addicted to, well, one of my favorite songs is, um, Bay City. I always did love this song. Um, originally, what got me into it was K.K. Slider, because apparently he did a cover. K.K. Slider did a cover of one of these songs. And, um, uh, it was, um, 
uh, fuck, Bay City, and uh, Soul Fly Chinatown, I think. Those two songs. Mainly I like the remix of the Soul Fly Chinatown. It's, oh my god, somebody made a remix of it and it was amazing. But I do love both versions of them. Personally, if I could find somebody, a singer, who is singing um, Bay City, and there's a, a male singer, and they have sort of a deeper voice, that would be perfect, you know? My friend sent me a thing of, like, somebody singing uh, a Japanese song, stuff like that, and their voice is kind of right for the character Boron, one of my characters. Their voice is kind of right, it's just, it's a little high, but at the same time, I then looked into their profile, and I saw a bunch of Korean writing, and I was like, fuck, he's Korean. I think that he's a Korean dude doing a Japanese cover, like, doing a cover of a Japanese song, and he was singing in Japanese. I don't know if he had a great accent, I really don't know. But still, it was just like, fuck, damn, he's Korean. He obviously knows Korean, or obviously, you know, most of his profile is in mostly Korean, so I'm pretty sure that he's Korean. That's pretty, that's a good safe guess, at least. Yeah, I want a Japanese voice actor. A Japanese voice actor who sort of has a deeper kind of voice, just because, you know, it's a good character. But he was a close idea. He was a very close idea. He was singing, um... Oops! Oh no! I don't think I can get in trouble for that. Um, what the fuck was he though? He was singing Stay With Me. It was a cover of Stay With Me. That was it. Um, yeah, that's so very sorry for doing uh, that. Geez, sorry, I had to like do another thing too. I also mentioned I'm still working or learning how to do, um, podcasts and stuff i'm still technically learning like i'm still basically learning how um to do the podcast and stuff like i'm still trying to learn how to work with um this podcast because i'm trying to figure out how to put sounds into it because my brother mentioned the high school that we actually went to that's why we were just like, oh, oh, you know, and I, it, like, it was so much good content that I did not want to get rid of. So I decided to just cut it out and, you know, it, it's, it sounds patchy and stuff like that. So you're going to have to listen to the song because in the beginning of each segment, it starts off with a little bit of music. And I don't really mind the music stuff like that. Personally, I think, you know, I wish that, I don't know, I kind of wish that there was a way for me to be able to put it onto the podcast without having that first bit of music and then it plays a thing. You know, I kind of wish that I didn't really have to do that. I'm still kind of figuring out how the fuck I'm doing that. And honestly, I think I might have to give my own podcast a good listen uh, a listen to. That way I can basically see what um what it's like as an audience member, you know? But I think it's so weird to be able to listen to my own self-talk to nobody, basically. But at the same time, I think I'm going to have to suck it up solely because I got to know exactly, like, if that's... Because I can imagine it's annoying. At least in my head. I imagine it's kind of annoying. So, yeah, I personally wish I could be able to do that. And I still got to figure out a way so that I can be able to put in bleep noises, you know? That's something that I really want. I want to figure out how I can be able to put in bleep noises. That way I can be able to... I won't have to, like, stop and make another part and stuff like that, you know? For example, I had to cut out a co- my brother, because we were talking about Shark Tales and stuff like that. He started talking and talking about the movie and stuff like that, and saying a bunch of shit that I was like, oh, shit, like, you're cracking it as hell. 
So it was a lot of vulgar things, but it wasn't like anything sexual, but it was just like, holy shit. So it was just like, holy shit, I cannot let that be in the podcast. <laughs> like, oh my God, that one I actually had to cut out. But other times, you know, certain things, it's like, I personally don't think that that's, some things are a little private, like, um, for example, our school, for example, our school, personally, I think that's a little bit private. That's a little too much. Stating the names of the students that we knew or our teachers, maybe the teachers is kind of an issue, but saying a a first name is fine, at least in my head. And actually, that might be a topic that I might just do the next episode, actually. Boundaries, actually. You know, I might just do my next episode as boundaries, but for right now, I'm not going to be doing another another podcast um, for right now. Like, IRL, right now, I'm not going to do another podcast. I'm going to draw. I'm just chilling, listening to Japanese music. Alright, so yeah, that's the end of that.